Safety Net Studio presents. Followed sometimes, even though there's no one else in the house. I guess if I need to help them. Welcome to Ask a Medium. Here's intuitive medium and occult specialist, Rachel Stiles. guys, welcome to my podcast called Ask a Medium. I'm your host, Rachel Stiles, intuitive medium, occult specialist. Before we get started, I just wanted to give a shout out to my listeners in Ottawa, Ontario and Brandon, Manitoba. Thanks for listening, guys. And I wish I had a special story to tell you this morning, but I don't. So let's just take our first caller. Um, I'm somebody you've interacted with a bit in person and definitely a lot on social media. I've been a practicing eclectic witch for about 20 years. I felt connected to other levels of spirit a lot um, throughout my whole life. They show me the map of the after and the other levels. I've had success as a medium in solving different mysteries of friends' deaths, people that I was connected with. I connected my cousins who passed and were stuck, not able to find each other, but able to find answers from ancestors as well. Relative of mine, um, many, many years ago, 1800s, was an animal whisperer and weather changer. He helped clergy in early Canada. Um, and eventually was excommunicated for being a witch. She was so effective. Um, I received lots of symbols and direct communication from many levels. I think one of my purposes on earth is to solve the unsolved and hear the stories. Questions, I don't have as much connection now as I used to. I wonder if it's because I've used a lot of energy that I've been given already. And also, is there any way to see if I have guides around me? And I'm going to get a bloody good luck break in life at some point. seems like I keep getting the same really hard lessons over and over. And I, I get it already. I get it. Thanks so much. I love your show. Okay, bye. Aw, thank you so much for calling in. It took everything inside me to not start laughing hysterically <laughs> when you said, uh, I just keep getting these hard lessons in life. One thing that I know about intuitive people, about healers, people that are on the journey of evolving or some sort of spiritual quest, they often have the hardest lessons to learn. I always say that uh, I always like to learn things the hard way. That's the way that I do things. So if you are experiencing some of that stuff, it's because those are the lessons that you are meant to go through at this time. One thing that I've learned from being a medium through the lessons that I've experienced that are very difficult, it's actually made me a better seasoned reader. It's actually made me more useful and helpful to others because I've experienced a lot of different hardships in my life. I can connect with people easier, or if they're going through something, I kind of know how they feel. And so it makes me be of better use to them. So if you're experiencing that, I'm sorry, I, when I heard you say that, I wanted to go, ha, 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 I know exactly all about that. So I'm so impressed with, you know, your your resume, basically, of um, the experiences that you're having. And it always warms my heart to hear people that are on that path and following their intuition and able to have those experiences because a lot of people struggle to create them for themselves. My suggestion to you is if you're feeling a little bit stagnant or you feel like you're wanting to have more experiences or things have kind of been stuck for a while in terms of your intuition or your personal power, stuff like that. It all comes from empowerment. When something's not working out for me or I don't feel really strong in my gifts at the moment, it's generally because there's people, places, and things in my life that need to be removed, right? And there's some work for me to do in and around myself. One thing I know about intuitive development and intuitive gifts is they never get turned off. 
They never get blocked. They never go away. So just like we have the five senses that we use, how we can see and we can touch and hear and smell, our intuitive gifts operate very much in the same way. So I can't just turn off my vision for a day or have my vision be blocked and be blind for a couple days. You know, our intuitive gifts that we have are always operating in the background. Usually for me, they become stagnant if, again, I'm not pursuing the things that I'm supposed to be pursuing, I'm not on the path that I should be on, or I need to do some work about removing people, places, and things out of my life that aren't serving me. I would recommend making offerings to your ancestors. You feel very connected in that, making prayer and meditation a daily part of your day, and just going back to simplify things for yourself. What did you do in the beginning to invoke this kind of energies and invoke this relationship with spirit in your life? I personally think that when you do that, new thoughts and ideas will be communicated to you. I feel like there's just something really big that you're supposed to leave. And when you do that, you may have this opportunity to have something really great thrust upon you, as you had mentioned. You can feel it. I can feel it. Just what is it that's not serving you? If you get rid of that, I think that some really amazing things are going to be gifted to you by the divine. Do you have a question about the afterlife, the occult, or are you experiencing things regarding the paranormal? Call Rachel today at 204-417-4569. That's 204-417-GLOW. Hello, Rachel. Um, I have a question. I had a dream in which my grandmother, um, she's, she's already gone. She's passed over. But I had a dream about her, and in the dream, uh, she had a heart attack. And it was kind of scary. And then I woke up, and I went back, and I saw her again, and we were talking, and then she went and had a heart attack again, and I was wondering... Is she trying to warn me or was it just, you know, was it just a dream? Um, and also, just in general, I seem to be in my life always um, serving others, doing for others, and sometimes it wears me down. And I'm wondering, was this something I agreed to when I came over, when I decided to come back, or... Is it just me, you know, needing to assert myself more? Thank you. I enjoy listening to your podcast. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. I just want to say that I love your voice. There's like the sweetness in your voice. There's this authenticity in your voice that I just absolutely adore. In regards to that dream about your grandmother, that's her. That's really her. And I firmly believe that she is giving you some kind of warning in regards to that heart attack that she was experiencing. One thing that I experience as a medium is spirit will give me a message or my loved one will give me a message, whether it's through a dream or a different kind of a communication. And if I don't really value it or if I don't pay attention to it, they will continue to show me the same thing over and over again until they get my attention. So the fact that she did sort of come back to you and experience the same thing again is very, very, very significant. Does that mean that somebody's going to have a heart attack or you're going to have a heart attack? I don't know, but I would take it very seriously. I would go to the doctor, get yourself checked out, or if you have a spouse or someone around you, that could maybe apply to. I don't want to scare you to think that you're going to have a heart attack, but one thing I know is that 
When spirit gives me these messages, it's usually because there's something that can be done about it, right? So it might just be a pre-warning saying, hey, what are you doing to take care of your health? You know, how much exercise are you getting? What are you eating? Or, or someone around you needs to take care of themselves. And they give us these warnings because it means that there's opportunities or solutions to do something about it. So I don't want to scare you by telling you that, but I do believe you should take it very, very, very seriously. You also mentioned about how you're feeling drained and you're very much a giver. It's probably your purpose on this planet to be the protector and keeper of people. And so, yeah, you definitely made those agreements to do that. However, it doesn't mean that you made the agreement for them to exhaust you. Part of walking the path of giving so much to other people requires a certain amount of self-love and self-care for each practitioner. So it's the number one thing that I tell empaths to do, that I tell people that are working with intuitive development. If you're going to be working intimately with the energies of others or helping and assisting, you need to know how to say no. You need to know when you need to rest. You need to know when you need to eat or take care of yourself. If you're going to give, if you're not going to take care of yourself, then you're of no use to any of those people because they will literally suck the life out of you. The work that you're doing by helping the people around you is so important, but I can't stress enough how self-care, self-love, and daily practices of kindness and love to your body and your mind and your spirit are so important to keep you balanced. Just one thing here that I would mention is oftentimes you can tell if a healer is imbalanced, if they're experiencing something in their sacral chakra. So your sacral chakra is your second chakra. It's around your navel area. The color that's depicted with it is orange. And so generally people that are healers that are imbalanced sometimes can have excessive weight gain or they can have digestive issues, uterine issues, sex problems, these sorts of things. All of our emotions stem and are stored from the sacral chakra. So if, or lower back problems can also be associated with it as well. Anything that's kind of like happening in and around the area of the abdomen where that energy center is located is a great indicator to me that I might be absorbing too much people's stuff and maybe I just need to take a step back and take some time for myself. Okay. So I hope that was helpful for you. Again, you just have the sweetest voice. I just love you. I don't know where you are, but I'm, I'm sending you. Lots of hugs or something, okay? Hi, it's Tanya calling, and I just wanted to ask, um, when you have gifts with the spirit world and your loved one passes on, what are some more like signs that they're with you as opposed to just regular signs of the other world? Um, yeah, but that's all I wanted to know. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. I mean, I've heard so many different ways that spirit likes to communicate with their loved ones after their past. Usually it's something that's personal or intimate to you. And sometimes it's very easy to connect with our own personal loved ones after they've passed because we do have that shared sort of energy with them in an intimate way. But sometimes, even for me, I had a friend of mine that passed away very tragically at a young age, and I was so close to her. And I have had other friends that are mediums have her come through, but she's never come through for me. And I'm like, hey, 
where is she? What is she doing? Why is she not here? Why isn't she seeing me? And so I do get messages from her, but for some reason, I'm just like unable to connect with her in that way. And it's very frustrating. My suggestion to you is, again, enrich upon your spiritual practice. I always say that when I pray, I'm speaking to spirit. And when I meditate, I'm listening to spirit. So if you're going to have a relationship with anyone, one person has to talk and then the other person has to listen. And you go back and forth and back and forth. And that's how we gain these dynamic relationships with the divine. I'm kind of sassy too when I deal with spirit. Like some people are really kind and sweet about it, but I'm really like... Okay, you want me to move over there? Prove it. Show me 13 purple elephants by Wednesday. And if you don't, I'm not doing it. You know, so I always kind of make demands on uh, the signs that I want them to give me so that I can have really clear cut directions of what I should be doing in my life. So my suggestion to you is uh, if there's a specific ancestor or loved one that you're wanting to hear from, you could make almost like a little altar in your house where you can put an object of theirs out, a picture of theirs out. Spirit loves when we say their names, have photos, tell stories about them. You can even give them an offering. My grandmother smoked and drank coffee. So when I leave her offerings, I leave her coffee and a smoke because I know that would make her very, very happy. It's almost like if you were going to have your friend over, you'd have their favorite food or something, right? So it's the same thing with our ancestors, just to leave out things that they love, that were sweet to them, and pray to them. Start praying and then meditating and seeing if you're getting any information and specifically ask them to give you specific signs and specific timelines to see them. I know when you commit to spirit, they always commit to you. So it's just what you put into it. Like I said, I still haven't heard from that friend of mine. So sometimes it's a matter of divine timing. Maybe you're not ready or they're not ready. They're still transitioning. It's hard to discern always what's going on, but all we can do is try and, and keep track and wait for those wonderful experiences. Hi there, Rachel. I um, just want to say thanks for your podcast. Love listening. I wish there was a new episode every day. Um, when I was in high school, I had a child and um, he's now going to be 18 soon. And I still have a lot of shame and um, around it. And I'm really worried that he's going to reach out to me soon. And I wanted to get your opinion on that because I also have a lot of shame about not wanting to be contacted. Um, if you get anything out of this request, It'd be great to hear what you think. Thank you. Ugh, that uh, just as you were talking, I just I almost felt like I could start crying myself. Yeah, I, I really feel for you and what you're experiencing. For you, my suggestion would be to determine where is that shame coming from, because that was created for you. And does that come from your parents? Does that come from your friends? Does that come from culture? Like. Where is the root of that shame? And if everyone found out what you did or everyone had to hold you accountable for that, what would happen to you? What would be so bad that could happen if you had to face that shame? And just kind of walk yourself through that to understand a little bit more about why you're experiencing that. I feel like for you, it may come with like just paradigms of culture. So what is a paradigm of culture? A paradigm of culture is um, just things that the, the culture we live in or the society that we live in makes up. So an example would be boys wear blue and girls wear pink. So if boys wear pink, we're going to shame them. And maybe, you know, 60, 70 years ago, that was a legit 
paradigm of culture. And now we're, we're working through that paradigm where, where it isn't something that is included. But there's lots of shame in paradigms around divorce, around marriage, around um, abortion, around uh, miscarriage, around adoption, all these sorts of things. And what I do know is that you have your reasons for doing what you did. I think if you can kind of find the root of them and take some ownership around them to yourself and have peace with it, with yourself, then no one can shame you for it. Okay. I want to tell this story. I met this woman once and I really respected her. I honored her. I just thought I had her on this pedestal, right? That she was like this most amazing person. And uh, I was married at the time. And in a conversation, she was married. She had this perfect husband, this perfect life, these perfect kids. And she was started talking about her lover. And I guess she could tell by the look on my face that I was like, oh my God, you have a lover? She could tell that like I was kind of thrown off by it or thought I was bothered by it. And the way that she dealt with me was amazing. She got real close to me and she just said, okay, so this is the thing. I have a husband and I love him very, very much. Okay. And we have an agreement that we can both take on a lover. And we do that because not all of our needs are met. And so this is how my life works and that's okay for me. Okay. And then she just changed the subject. And it was the way that she owned her own story. It didn't allow me to shame her for it. So instead of me thinking like, oh, she's got a lover, what's going on in her life? It made me think, well, why can't I have a lover? Like, <laughs> you know, so I would really encourage you to get, find peace with your own story. Because when you do that, then you do not give permission for other people to shame you for what you've done. And if your son reaches out to you, then that's going to be between you and him. And you guys will have your own healing to work through. And I just feel like if you go into it with love and have no expectations and you're honest and open, no bad can come from it. Okay. So I feel for you so much and I wish I could just take all of your pain or your trauma from that and just take it from you because I'm sure that you're this amazing woman. And I feel like the sooner you do that, you know, you can have the freedom to, to be who you're supposed to be. Thank you for calling in and sharing that intimate experience. For my favorite part of the day, we're going to do today's daily tarot card pull. So today I have the, oh man, (laughs) you don't like when you get good cards. I don't like when I don't get good cards either. I usually just keep pulling them till I get the one I want. (laughs) So today I have the five of wands. The five of wands is about conflict. It's about discord. It's about strife. It means that um, everyone's exerting their energy and sometimes it can be in an aggressive way. So if you're experiencing this in your life right now, just remember, it's just a transition. It isn't going to last forever. And sometimes what I like to do when I'm dealing with people that are difficult is I try to not take what they're saying or what they're doing personally. So if someone's being an asshole to me, if someone's lying to me, If someone's doing, you know, negative character behaviors, these sorts of things, 
I just remember that it's not like they're lying to me or or being mean to me because they're trying to get me. It's just because those are the tools or the skills that they have to deal with their life. So it's almost like sad when you think about it, when someone has to lie about stuff all the time or someone has to be rude to everyone. It's like, oh, they just don't really know how to make themselves happy, hey? So if you are going through some turmoil, if you are going through some strife, don't give up, okay? You are loved and supported by the divine. It's just a transition. It's not going to ruin your life. You're not going to die. Things will be great again one day. You just got to get through it. You just got to keep going. You can't go around it. You just got to go straight through it. And if you do that, you will be rewarded with happiness and bliss and peace once again. So don't let other people decide how your day is going to go. Even if everything is burning to the ground, you can still just be happy or have a little bit of sweetness in your day. So make sure you're loving yourself, being kind, and giving yourself small acts of sweetness or kindness to help get you through those tough times. loving the podcast. I really like the mix of answering questions plus all the historical information. The stuff about witchcraft and witches was like super interesting. Anyway, here's my question. About a year and a half ago, left an unhappy marriage, not looking for anything serious, and this man fell into my lap. We had the most intense, crazy connection. Neither of us had felt anything like it before, and it just couldn't work out. He was from another province. We both have families. And I just want to know, like, why did this happen? Who was this man for me? And it's like, I can't get over him. And like, we tried to make it work it out. Communication was terrible. Was he married? I just kind of want to know, like, what was the lesson of this for me? And will I find someone who will make me feel that way again? It was just, it's really hard to move past this. Anyway, that and a lot of job insecurity, trying to get my divorce finalized, anything you can give me to, to, to help me out to feel positive for the future would be great. Thanks. Love the show. Keep it up. Okay. Thank you for calling in. What I think is I think that that man was meant to be with you. I do believe that it was ordained by God or the universe for you to be with him, okay? Because he needed to remind you of all the wonderful things inside yourself that can be experienced with another person, with romance, with intimacy, with a relationship. Whatever marriage that you were in at the time that it fell apart, you guys just weren't operating on the same page or weren't communicating well. And you'd kind of forgotten, I think, what it's like to have the, the masculine or to have a man pull out the best parts of a woman, you know, to really be able to just pull that out of her. And I think that your experience with him was meant to happen so that you can remember what that feels like to get you excited about the possibilities of being able to connect with another man in that way. I don't think it's a coincidence that, yeah, he did live in another province and yeah, you guys did have kids. I believe that he also had this deep, intimate connection with you. I do believe that where he stands is he would be open to talking to you now, possibly, or really enjoyed the conversations that you guys had and how you connected. But he did feel that there was some discord between you guys in regards to marriage. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if he was in a previous relationship as well, and if he just felt like you carried through 
patterns and behaviors from that marriage or insecurities from that marriage, or you wanted to be married again and he didn't, or like you just guys had some different ideals or values about that. Or maybe you complained a lot about it if you're going through that and it was just too much for him. I'm not really sure, but that's kind of where you stood with him. And what I got for him is that I think it's possible that he could have had someone else in and around his life. I think when he met you, he didn't intend to get along with you so well. Like, I think he just thought, oh, I'm meeting this woman. Yeah, I'm going to date a little. I'm going to just take care of some of my needs, have fun, you know, make friendships, this sort of thing. And he didn't expect it to go as deep as it did with you guys. And, and I just don't think he was personally ready or prepared to make the commitments that you were ready to make. So um, I know how heartbreaking this must have been for you. Even with the energy now, I still don't feel like you should pursue him. I still don't feel like there's this opportunity for you guys to move forward. So there might be something in the future. Personally, I see you being with this man. And I think it's different. The energies are different than the man that you're speaking of. So this is how I would describe him. He would be very grounded, very earthy, very reliable. He's masculine, but he's not like overly masculine. He's not like super alpha or something like this. He's more subdued in his masculinity. I don't believe he talks a lot, but when he does, people respect what he says or what he says has value. I think he's very stubborn. <laughs> he has lots of compassion for women and children. He's a family guy. Okay. So he's the perfect person to have, if you're going to have any kind of personality with your children, I like him for those reasons. And he's also a money guy. So what that means to me is that he's not materialistic, but that he gets security out of finance. So he's always freaking out about money. Even if he has money, he's very either good with the money that he has or has a job or a career that's uh, important to him where he feels that he's respected. Yeah. One thing I will say about him too, is he's very traditional. So he may pretend that he's all hip with it and progressive or something, but he's a very traditional man. So this man needs to be the head of the household. He is in charge. You cannot emasculate him. You need to honor him and let him make the decisions because he's the man in that house. He wears the pants. So if you just let him wear the pants, everything will be great. With job stuff, I feel like there's some rebalancing that needs to happen with your children and your family situation, your living circumstance. And once that is taken care of, like with your divorce, as you mentioned, then you'll have the energy or the clarity to manifest some better job situations for you or financial situations. Until that's wrapped up, I don't believe you'll be able to change your job situation or to manifest something bigger or greater. So I hope that answers your questions. I'm really excited about you. You just got to have faith. You got to think of the kind of man that you want to be with. Think of what he looks like and what he acts like and what he means to you and just sing him to you. That's what I do. I just sing all day long, humming him. Whoever I'm supposed to end up with, I send him love and blessings every day. I hope he has a great day, even though I have no idea who he is or maybe I won't meet him for 30 years. And uh, I'm okay with that. And so you just got to have faith that you're being loved and taken care of by the divine. Uh, hi, Rachel. This is Sandra Zed calling. Um, I have a question about... I guess three years ago, my ex and I, he purchased a house and one night I woke up and there was this old lady figure sitting at the edge of the bed or standing at the end of the bed. And I looked up and I just kind of told her that we were here with peace and love and to make this a beautiful, loving home. And it's, that was the only time I saw her, but something also tells me that she's with me, a spirit guide or I'm not sure, but as I'm saying this, I feel that she's laughing at me with sarcasm. 
Anyways, that's my question. And congratulations on your podcast. I'm so happy for you. Uh, enjoy your day. Bye. Uh, thanks, lady. There could be a couple different outcomes for that. Like if he did purchase a new home and you were spent some time in it, if that's the only time you ever saw her or felt that there was someone in the home, then you'd have to discern whether or not that that spirit was associated with that property or not. I'm wondering if it wasn't just because you still feel like she's in and around you, or even right now you feel like you can access her. So I would encourage you, as long as you feel safe with her, you feel like she has good energy, it's not intimidating to you, or you don't feel uncomfortable, then you, I would encourage a dialogue between her and you and to really ask her what her intentions are or what she can do for you or ask her for signs or symbols or leave her an offering. The only thing I would warn you of is if, if she was a spirit that came from that home and she did feel connected to you for some reason and was for some reason able to leave with you, that's not always bad, but I have heard stories of spirits kind of getting attached to people and following them around. And even though like, it's not a bad union, at the end of the day, it's not always healthy for the living person or healthy for the spirit person. So I would just ask her for some signs and symbols to get some more information about who she is. If she showed herself to you once before, then she can show herself to you again. So I would request her to do that. I would, I would offer energy into the room, go to sleep and, and just again, leave offerings and ask that she show herself to you or let it be known that she's in and around you and what her intention is. That's the first thing I always tell people to do when it comes to spirit is like, what is your name? What are you doing here? And what do you want? It sounds like you're very connected and it sounds very sweet. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. I would just try and enrich on your relationship with her and see where that goes. Do you have a question about the afterlife, the occult, or are you experiencing things regarding the paranormal? Call Rachel today at 204-417-4569. That's 204-417-GLOW. Hi, Rachel. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I was just uh, calling about, uh, well, first of all, I want to, I uh, kind of came about knowing your uh, podcast just recently, and uh, I'm so thankful for what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Um, I did have a question that I wanted to ask regarding my career and professional life. I uh, just kind of wanted to know, well, first of all, I'm pre- preparing for an exam that's going to be um, happening sometime soon. I just don't know when I am currently preparing for it. And uh, what I just wanted to kind of know was if there's any kind of feel or, or any kind of energy that you pick up in terms of uh, when I'll be writing that exam and, of course, the outcome of it. Uh, I do hope to write it this year. Uh, the sooner the better. Um, and I was also wanting to know if there's anything else just besides uh, that that you would have any kind of advice uh, pertaining to my career and professional life and any other thing uh, or aspect uh, in my life, uh, if you don't mind sharing that. That would be great. Thanks so much, Rachel. Take care. Okay. So this is what I think. I think that what you're doing is good for you. I do believe that you should be continuing to pursue writing that exam and learning the things that you're learning. However, I feel like it may take you a little bit longer than you anticipated to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. What I'm getting is that there's going to be this time period between November and April of next year. And between November and April of next year, that's when you're either going to have this opportunity to write this exam or to learn more about it or to execute it or to get new job or something like that. 
I feel that by April of next year, you're going to be more settled or happy with what's happening with your career. I greatly feel from you that they're just giving me my symbol that there's more going out than coming in. So I don't know if you have more money going out than coming in or more energy going out than coming in, but I feel how depleted you are through this process and how it's hard to keep going, right? When you don't know when this is going to be or what's going to transpire of it. I would just encourage you no matter what, no matter what, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. You have to pursue this. If you have to stop for a bit and take care of yourself or if you have to write it again or something happens or you know, you have to wait for a job opportunity. I'm not sure. I just feel like it's going to take a little bit longer than you anticipated. And what I do know is that there are no shortcuts to any place worth going. And once you achieve this in your life, it's going to bring the greatest empowerment, the greatest happiness and the greatest joy. So I feel like you may not even get into that job until like the end of 2019 or like 2020 which is like a really long time away. So I don't even like telling you that. Don't give up. If you have to do something else in the meantime, while you do that, just remember like you're just transitioning your life so that you can manifest exactly what you want in the way that you want. So I'm very excited for you. I just want to let you know, whatever you're doing, whatever adversity, whatever hurdles come or however long it takes, I don't want you to give up. I want you to keep pursuing that. So like I said, pay attention to what transpires between November and April of next year. And if you want, you should email me, rachel at risingmoon.ca. And if you do have an exam and you do get your date, I'll do some drumming or some prayers or send you some love that day to give you all you need on your journey to hope that you get a good grade or whatnot. Okay, so you take care of yourself. Thank you so much, everyone, for calling today. I love when you call in. If you have a question for me, please feel free to call our message line at 204-417-4569. That's 204-417-GLOW. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, like I said, call into the free message line, or if you want more information to contact me, you can look in the pod script below. I just wanted to mention also that next episode, we have Lisa Scrivens coming on. I'm so over the moon about this. Lisa Scrivens is one of Canada's top mediums. She's an amazing person and she has so much knowledge and experience. She's a truly gifted person. If you don't know who Lisa Scrivens is, you should YouTube her and watch her in action. She is going to be here next week. So if you have a question for her, now's the time to call. You got to call in or we can't get her to answer those calls for you. Okay please remember to rate and review the show. Those rate and reviews help us to keep going. I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember, you're an amazing person put on this earth to do amazing things. You can't screw that up. Okay, have a good day. Bye. Thanks for listening. Subscribe now to this podcast and check out other podcasts from Safety Net Studio by visiting the website, safetynetstudio.com.
content for Safety Net Studio is produced by Layer Video Imagery. Get your business an extra layer for promotional videos on social media, creative music videos for artists, or art projects. Contact Layer Video Imagery. Go to layervideoimagery.com or visit her on Instagram at layervidimagery. Add an extra layer to your business with Layer Video Imagery. Imagery.